welcome to Bad Dad's Film Review. And I bumped into a listener this week who said, Reeks, how do you do it? Come up with an intro that's sort of vaguely funny or interesting or just some words at the beginning of the show each week. And I said, well, Tomathan, sometimes it's just a random made up anecdote that helps to kick things off. Or maybe there's something that's really pissing me off that I want to howl into the void about. Like the insufferable owner of a $44 billion multinational platform tweeting right wing conspiracy theories like he's just some Internet troll and who should never be allowed to forget that he already did this once before when he falsely accused a British rescue worker of being a paedophile the Thai cave rescue. Yeah. 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 It's true. Anyway, Gregory, thanks for listening and the feedback. It is very much appreciated. This week's show was curated by Dog Whisperer and freelance proctologist <laughs> Sidey, who starts things off tonight with the top five fruit before moving on to the 2010 Bruce Willis action comedy Red for our main feature. And then we bring things to a close with Green Eggs and Ham. Yeah. Second helping. Yeah. And there's also me and Dan here. Hello. Hi. Bonjour. Did you watch anything good this week, Rick? I am absolutely all over The Watcher on Netflix. Okay. Have you watched it yet? No. no. Oh, Should I? Yeah, it's gripping. Absolutely. It's we're on. We've done. We've just got the last episode to go, and it's just starting to slip a little bit. I hope it sticks the landing, but it's been like absolutely great, great okay. TV. Would we be scared? Would Dan be scared? Probably, yeah. There's some creepy shit like the air round. But uh, it's mostly just like quite hammy as well and over the top. But it's, yeah, it's good. And that it's got an irresistible based on a true story credit in it, which when you're watching it, you're like, really? Really? How much of this really can be true? So when you watch it, I I can't wait to finish it so I can see what actually happened. Nice. Okay. I watched some stuff. I watched Lucifer again. I'm trying to just wrap up the end of that series. My sister said to me, oh no, you've got to watch the end. You've got to watch the end. So I had that on pause for a little while. I'd caught up with a lot of other stuff and or I've been watching. I really like that. You haven't seen any of those yet? No, I'm going to be able to binge that because I've stockpiled it. That's that's a nice thing to Mm. look forward to. Has any of you guys seen The Offer yet? No, 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 still got that to look forward to. I watched The Godfather Part Two, and there was one other thing, but again, like most weeks, I can't remember everything I've seen. I've been watching loads of Harry Potter, so we've got. You must have done them by now. Yeah, this is fourth time round. Right, my daughter's still. It's like she's watching it the first time because. She just asks so many questions, like relentlessly, like, what, why are they doing that? Who they? I'm like, if you just fucking watch and everything will be given to you on the screen. Bloody kids. Yeah, it's eh? quite complicated oh. films, though, aren't they? There's like yeah, quite, it's, it's a lot of MacGuffin like, it's chasing. It's easier and... to take it in if you watch it and concentrate. Yeah. I would say that. So they um, constantly ask that the, it's a fine line for people who aren't used to watching movies. It's like, just shut up and it will tell you. Yeah. Or if you don't know, it's because you're not supposed to know right yeah. now. Or yeah. Yeah. So I've got to know that and I'm, I'm very tolerant. So that's fine. So we've got, we're just finishing Deathly Hallows part one. So we've just got the, the finale. Um, but obviously yeah, I've seen it a million times. Finished Wrexham, finished, no, not finished She-Hulk, but I did move that forward. I still got a few, fucking, I really want to get that done. Want to watch Andor, but haven't yet. And other than that, I think it was just homework. And of course, Strictly, huge fan, huge fan. Right. And Tony Adams in it? <laughs> yeah, he's doing well. Right, he's not... got, apparently, BBC are worried because he's got a shitload of Arsenal fans just voting for him, like, because he's an Arsenal player. Yeah. So that's happening. So, ooh, controversial. Ooh. Controversial. Go on the Arsenal. And Reeks, did you get down to watching anything other than the homework this week? Yeah, yeah. I, I watched the watch. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> was it. Again. Let's, let's edit all that. 
that was it. You'd all only watch You that. even joined in so, the conversation. I did, right? yeah. <laughs> well, you've got to remember, I'm, I'm, I'm here in yeah. a physical sort of sense. But, so yeah. read The Watcher. I don't know exactly what it's about, but I'm guessing like people in their house getting spooked and shit. It's about somebody who's watching some people. Yeah. So I was at home downstairs on my Todd, fucking pitch black, obviously, and something banged on the back door in the lounge, genuinely, right? And I was thinking to myself, I was a bit spooked, like, what the fuck was that? But I, you know, I was looking out, couldn't see anything. So I'm like, it's just like the wind or something but it wasn't a wind it was clearly like something had knocked on the door right so, so we've got in the in the lounge there's the door out to like the backyardy bit right go and wake the missus up straight so away. i was like fucking hell that was and, and, and i did think out. i did think if the, if this was the missus sat here on her own she would fucking shit herself like probably would if i was out phone to come home that sort of thing and then it happened again and again oh, and i was like what? i know what this is it's a fucking cat <laughs> it was it was fucking murdering something outside yeah. and just it, like while it was throwing it around it was like smashing it into the doorway oh. and i went out and it was a fucking mouse but it was too late to cpr was is not beyond that was the, the old adrenaline was going was it for me yeah the first time yeah because it was it was clearly not a just something and you're the end end of the row there at the house just the woods beyond you isn't it right so (laughs) where so our house obviously yeah like you say it is the end someone walked once from the garden what past our house really yeah that's weird like what the fuck it was a kid so they'd obviously like either come round from the reservoir bit or climb down still weird and you're like okay yeah that could have been an axe murderer yeah <laughs> so yeah good time i only hope so so yeah i'll watch the watcher and shit myself a bit more yeah that's what it does dude it really spooky movie i need a bit of wind is like really howling out there tonight as well might hear some knocking on on the in the background and everything it's not people murdering or cats because we don't have them anymore I wouldn't say it's too spooky. I don't know if it's too... I don't want to make you be, all. Oh, it's going to be all spooky, but it's a cool... It's a good story. It's a really good story. We had a top five last week. Can you remember that? It was movies. We picked this topic. It was movies that were set over one single day yeah. or night. Mm. And uh, the Lethatron, <laughs> I do recall mentioning these last week, but they're so good, I thought we should do it again. The Before Trilogy, which yeah. you've got hard on for, Dan. Yeah. Boiling Point and Crank, which I think we did end up putting Crank in. Well, he's hey, that Boiling Point as well. Boiling point is good, and also lock. Lock, we we do enjoy concrete, so lock was a contender. We we did we reviewed lock as well, didn't we? We did, and Mel also coming in strong with the before trilogy. So that's you, the leaf blower, and (laughs) did that did that go in? No, but we we got room. That's it. I think so. We're putting in a a trilogy. Yeah, the before trilogy. I haven't seen any of them, so I probably should do that. Right, should we crack on with this week's top five? Do it. Right, I went for top five fruit. Obviously, this is a follow-on from Cockwork Orange, and mm. I was going to try and attempt to do something fruit for the whole lot, and I couldn't Couldn't think of a movie good uh. enough that warranted our time. We've is... already done Tangerine, haven't we? So yes. That so, been... And anything that I sort of thought might be okay fell outside of the of the rules of yeah. the dates. Our strict so, criteria. Yeah. So and we're nothing without you know we're sticklers for the the rules yeah Yeah. so it morphed into colors after this but this is fruit top five fruit in any like interpretation of that that you want to put in yeah so okay i have gone exclusively for fruit though okay that's and that's fine is a cucumber a fruit i think it absolutely is is, yes and and that absolutely works for me because this is spinal tap as one of the classic cucumber scenes Derek smalls Um, Derek Small is going through security and he's made that classic mistake when you 
put cucumbers down your your trousers is putting silver paper on it yeah um because if you'd have just put cellophane on it or well, why did it else, anything well i suppose just so it his package looked big no but why did it need to be wrapped it just needed to be wrapped keep it fresh well, I no, suppose maybe he was going to eat it later. He on. might want to eat that later. Yeah, so true. he'd slip this down the trousers to to impress all those mm. that um impressed by that. You've been usurped by Andy Connolly online, who's already nominated. He's this already down. done yeah. this. Yeah, he's already done this. The Andertron. ACDC, um, yeah, he's right. gone he's gone for that one. He's got a his few minor in his nominations. Okay. Well, on behalf of us both then, it is a, a fantastic scene. And of course the it's cringy because they make him pull it out and it, it's just obvious that he's yeah. he's you know not as well endowed as that huge cucumber would lead everyone to have believed and and the fact that he's got to do it in front of the security guard yeah. who's a woman and the queue of people that come in <laughs> through it's just another fantastic scene in a in a brilliant film i'm drinking a glass of wine and i've also got a couple of wine Ooh, movies yeah, okay. to talk about Sideways. Ah, I had this. The Alexander Payne movie, two thousand four. It's great. It's it really, really is great. a good movie. It I really keep is. thinking about maybe doing it as a as a non as a midweeker. Yeah. It's a, one of the first times I'd seen Paul Giamatti. I've only seen this once, and he's fucking brilliant. He's this kind of downtrodden, you know, bit of a ne'er do well, like kind of going nowhere. But he's a real wine enthusiast, and so he's taken his buddy to wine country to like really get Napa into valley and his mate is like fucking neanderthal thomas yeah. hayden church in it who just doesn't give a fuck he just wants to like go womanizing and have a few he's just things. getting drunk you yeah. know he, giamatti's going for like a spiritual journey amongst the wine and he will not drink merlot and uh <laughs> yeah and uh, though we so we get a lot of discussion about the grapes and it's obviously a metaphor for what's you know the deeper thing going on but then i also had the movie bottle shock have you seen this no oh it's really good this is really Remind good. me of this. I've, it's, I've, Alan Rickman is in it. Right. It's one of his, I would say, last really good roles. Chris Pine's in it and a few other people. It's the story of when the New World Wine, so the California wine, yeah. and it's when the California wine from their vineyard beat... Chris Pine plays the son, the, doesn't the, he, that goes out yes, to so represent... they beat the French wines at this international fucking wine yeah, tasting. Yeah, this, this was... A, you know, it's a blind tasting, and all the French that fucking would not have it that they're... Because they're, they're fucking twat snobs. Wouldn't have it that, like, an American wine mm, could possibly I beat them. There was, like, a Chardonnay and a red, wasn't there, that were just yeah. exceptional. And it obviously, um, like, it, it seems like it's made by a fucking wine enthusiast because it's slow and you, you yeah. this one you actually see you know the process this like treading the grapes and all that sort of stuff so it's it a good a film solid yeah. solid grape content as well yeah. it's a good movie it's worth checking out yeah it sounds good hmm. i wanted to see how specifically i could describe two different films that both feature fruit so here we go a sexually frustrated jewish teen with premature ejaculation issues <laughs> is obsessed right. With American a gorgeous pie. foreigner who watches them strip in the teen's own bedroom and at one point attempts to quench their sexual appetite by fucking some fruit, which is both American Pie and Call Me By Your Name. Oh, wait. Right. Which is a bit Sexually frustrated Jewish teen. Yeah, I'm trying to fucking, think of the fruit bit. Where he fucks a peach. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgot yeah. about that. Well, how could you? And well, he's a foreign exchange, yeah. Army Hammer's foreign exchange student. So there you go. That, that, was, that very specific thing described both those movies that also had fruit fucking in. I still get very concerned about the apple pie because that filling can be fucking Piping molten. Up. Oh, mm. yeah. That would need to be, you know, cooled down for a few hours before you'd want to you put could really do even some your finger in there. Yeah. Well, let alone anything else more yeah. sensitive. Yeah. 
is it come back round to moi? Well, you've you've taken my apple pie and you've taken the other one. I've got Jack Lemon though. Does he count? <laughs> I said any way you want to interpret it. So absolutely, that's fine. Well, okay then. the The apartment. It's not a film that I get to talk about very much, but it's that film that had Jack Lemon in a bachelor pad, and to to keep it kind of going all his mates chipped in and they're all using it and they're all coming around and they're, you know, to bring a girl round. It, it, it was back to the, the shag pad. There was right. a tie on the door and everything. Okay, yeah, yeah. And that's what it's all about. This film. And it was just becoming too much. He's like, geez, you know, I want it for myself. At, at first it was, wow, we got this place. Like, you know, we're all going to go back there, but then it, it becomes a little bit too it's much. It's like when you're growing up and, um, you know, the first one of your mates who gets their own place, you know, and that, that's the yeah. way, or everyone always goes These back are all like parties. 30 though, these yeah. guys. <laughs> they should know better. But yeah, it was like that. Yeah. I remember I had some friends who were a bit older than me and when we were growing up, they, the, these three lads had an, an apartment right in the middle of town. So it was perfect for, you know, everyone would pile back there, but they had a spare room as well. And that was the, that is like, like you described in the apartment, that was the kind of place where you could go back. You could go back if you yeah. got lucky. Yeah. Talking about getting lucky, Weeks? Well, vanilla is the only edible fruit of the orchid family. And it's also Vanilla Sky. Do you yeah. remember that one? Cameron yeah. Crowe movie about Tom Cruise. He's a sort of narcissistic and wealthy publicist who falls in love with Penelope Cruz. But just as that relationship is beginning, a crazed lover played by yes. Cameron Diaz. Was it all a dream? She says, I swallowed your cum, that means something, before trying to suicide them both, driving their car yeah, off the bridge. Right. And then when he comes around, he's horribly disfigured and reality is going a bit weird. Yeah, yeah it kind of is all a dream. He's yeah. in a sort of lucid dream where uh, after the accident, he was kind of cryogenically frozen for 150 years, but there was a glitch in the Matrix, which... I don't remember that movie being like that at all. Yeah, it is a bit like that. And it's a remake of an Alejandro Aminabar 1997 movie, Open Your Eyes. And I'm going to be full hipster here and say, watch that one. Yeah. First, also stars Penelope Cruz and is very good. Cool. Right. Okay. Nine and a half weeks. We must have all watched that movie. There's obviously the famous scene by the refrigerator where they sample various foodstuffs, including some berries. It's honey. There's honey. There's some glazing that goes on. <sighs> Man, I just what a fucking mess. I know. Honestly, I can't think of anything worse. Frankly, yeah, I would be. I would just be. I'd rather clean it all up, to be honest, than have. <laughs> well, food. I wouldn't even do it. I'm like, this is a fucking mess. Like, oh, it's a young man's game, isn't it? Yeah. As a homeowner, I'm just thinking, God, no, what a fucking disaster. <laughs> Stains everywhere. We'll get that out. <laughs> but no, that was Kim Bastard. Oh God, Mickey Rourke. I mean, Mickey look Rourke. at the neck of Ricky, yeah. Mickey Rourke yeah. now. I'm like, Jesus, man, he looks like, I don't know, barely human. Yeah. Far be it for me yeah. to comment on someone's appearance, but he looks like fucking shit. Yeah, he's he's not he's not peak walk. No, no. Um, he was decent looking back then. Though. He was he was fantastic then. Marvin Berry. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. He was brother of Chuck and and was in our Back to the Future films that we like to wedge in in, yeah. in every possible top five. And uh, of course, he was yeah. It was Marty McFly. He then gets soon up on stage afterwards. This guess, is guess you weren't ready for that. Yeah. Mm. that's it Pumpkinhead that was the debut of FX legend Stan Winston okay. seen this one it's not actually a pumpkin it's a bit of a spoiler but Lance Henriksen uh, he plays Ed Harley a widowed father whose son Billy is killed in like a motorbike accident thing with a gang of asshole teenagers well one Joel in that one specifically so he does the sensible thing and gets a witch to conjure up a hideous demonic monster to kill them all so yeah but that's Pumpkinhead and similarly disturbing was Ali G in the house <laughs> 
which was pretty funny in a way if you understood the wigger culture that was briefly a thing of sort of middle class white people you know being a bit black and there's this one's got charles dance as the nasty chancellor hoping to use ali g as a pawn in his plot to overthrow the prime minister of great britain very game of thrones obviously but game of thrones doesn't have tywin lannister dancing in women's clothes as far as i recall so only moderately funny but yeah there's a bit where he's eating this canapé in front of his love interest and he's sort of stimulating the blueberry at the top with his tongue i'm doing things with my finger and <laughs> yeah stuff you're doing all and you're just yeah. they're only getting half the show here aren't yeah. they with that blueberries is my go i don't know it's, um, it's gone a bit crazy it, it has done i'm, I'm me? you go for it Dan, if, okay. you're, if you're feeling thanks that way very grateful wow indeed snow white i mean it's the it's the classic when i first thought of fruit actually i thought well the poison apple and it's quite interesting okay so this is the story of snow white and she has a poison apple and she's dead forever um there's a, a another well okay that's not like, how i remember no, that story not not strictly but apples in films because i was looking at particular types of fruit and how they might oh, okay. be used in film and apples often shows the dominance in in a film like because they, they crunch and it's just like i'm not even listening to you you know the villain will have it just as he's kind of contemplating a lot of times they they use it in in that and and oranges is in a lot as well so my next one that i'm gonna jump in and i'm gonna i'm gonna say jump in on yourself jump in on myself if i'm jumping on you jump aside do it to myself no one's safe the godfather yeah and a lot of the time in in this film in godfather and i only just recently watched one and two something's going to happen soon after you see the oranges is is a precursor to there's going to be a big scene might be not might be something important kind of gonna happen or normally they're gonna snuff it yeah well he's at the fruit stand when yeah. the drive-by happens and he gets gunned down and then he's just playing with his nephew is it his nephew his grandson and he's got oranges and he does in the his orange mouth. peel and he's, yeah. he's like yeah. and then he gets up and i assume he died with the orange peel yeah, yeah. still in his mouth yeah a really you playing know, around yeah kind of good old godfather like a shitty way to go well i don't know i don't think that's a great way it's really, just not how you it? expect like the godfather to go down well you know, just like you know so, just in his backyard with the in kids your bank yards yeah. with playing it right to the end just not playing. great not great for the little one no but he would have run off speaking of you mentioned the poisoned apple another poisoned fruit yeah occurs in raiders of the lost ark yeah. is someone attempts to poison him with a poisoned date i think it is bad dates in the but the he monkey just catches him doesn't he the monkey takes it what, what is a date? It's a dried prune. Prune. And what is a prune? <laughs> it's a it's a wet date. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, know. but I, I really do like dates. Yeah. Medjool dates. Not a massive Oh really yeah, no, date with myself. peanut butter or almond butter, preferably cut a date with mm. almond butter inside. Fuck. No man, it's fucking off the charts. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, I'll give it a well. I think they're like nature's own sweets. They taste yeah. like real they're good. Very, yeah. I tried to convince the children that, but figs. No, I mean, Do you I would get into figs. Yeah, mate. yeah, yeah. Figs. Dried figs. Dried, dried fruit. I'm into it. Dried figs. Dried apricots. Oh, I like the fresh. Oh, dried figs. pear, man. Dried yeah. pear. You've been Fre- in- fresh oh. figs are good. Apricots. Yeah, I've got a fig tree. There we go. Right. Well, go figure. 
Briggs, <laughs> you're up quick before Dan. Mr. Majestic. Does anybody remember that? Charles Bronson. Yeah, uh, okay. Long time ago. They pissed him off over his watermelons. And uh, that is a great movie that I haven't seen in a long time. Bit of 70s vigilanteism from, yeah. from Bronson. And I did have another watermelon one, which I'm desperately trying to find. Oh, something else is completely different. Nothing watermelon about it is carts of fruit or fruit stands being hit during oh, yeah, car exactly. chases, yeah. which is basically any every, car chase. Every one. You can think yeah. of, but there are some good examples. Ronin has some pretty spectacular Wayne's World, do, Wayne's World 2 do something with it yeah, yeah. that's what I was going to say yeah. Wayne's World 2 there's the and of course you've got the glass, glass in yeah. the street and all that yeah but any basically any movie that's got a car chase in has probably crashed Trope. through a fruit stand Trope at Central yeah mm. The Jungle Book mm. another kind of fruit filled film but the scene I was thinking of is when young Mowgli is with King Louis yeah and he's got his banana. It's given like a crown of bananas. He's got a crown yeah. of bananas on, on his head. Still a great movie. I watched the remake, which, oh, so kind of disappointed. It wasn't much, 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 much better because I just thought it would have been the perfect it was kind of film. potentially going to be our nomination for next week's movie. Right. Okay. But well, yeah, it, it just, I mean, it just seemed it was the perfect film for using CGI and, you know, all no, the, all the, and not, it just didn't work. It's already great. Yeah. It, there's nothing wrong with the animation. Well, the, the animation, brilliant. But I mean, it, I, I like, like the animation within the, the new one. It's clever, but it's just, it's it was, not. Okay. It just wasn't a strong enough plot and, and storyline. But, but this one, the one that I was talking about, the, the cartoon version. Yes, the classic. Yeah. Brilliant. Big time. Okay, I've got a bit more tenuous one. I obviously have said time and time again, I'm a huge, huge admirer of Lost in Translation. And there is a scene where um, Scarlett Hansen goes to meet Bill Murray. He's in a strip club. And the song that is playing is called Fuck the Pain Away. Mm, by, fuck the Pain Away. By Peaches. Right. Ah. <laughs> and so it, I really like that scene. And I like that song. Right. And I, you wedged so it I in was, here. I was playing that. I, well, I was playing my phone through the car, at like a Spotify playlist of light songs. And that came on. And I just wasn't really concentrating, so it's my daughter in the back oh. and the missus, and it's just like sucking on my titties. Like and I'm like, oh it, shit! It. But my computer thing in the car is really shit, so when you press skip, it takes ages to skip. So it just got loads and loads and loads <laughs> yeah. of the lyrics going, on. and I'm like, oh shit! Like panicking, I just had to turn the sound off. It doesn't stop that as well, no, does it? Fuck no. the pain away, yeah. <laughs> fuck the pain away. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that was good, and also a great song, film. I should say, great film. There's some good made-up fruit. There's the Shura fruit in Star Wars Episode oh. Two: Attack of the Clones that he like force cuts yeah. in front of her. Basically, a pear. Let's be honest. Willy Wonka <laughs> and the Chocolate Factory had the snozberries, and the BFG had snozcumbers, which I would assume are a, a fruit as well. Yeah. Simpsons had tomaco. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and South Park have the member berries. Remember them? They remember. They remember how great everything was in the past. <laughs> remember them? Member berries. Remember. Remember them? I haven't seen remember? that. No. Oh, what? No. Do you remember them? Uh, well, Charlie in the Chocolate Factory also has Violet Beauregard, and she kind of turns into a blueberry, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Takes two to mango. Um, <laughs> wow. Point Break. You said you weren't prepped this week, No, Dan. This I'm is not. Just... These, uh, point Break. Remember the scene? Remember? No. With, remember. A, with a fruit. They come up to the window to Gary Boosie trying to sell him oranges, and he's going... You want an orange? No, no, we don't. And then they, the the bank starts getting robbed right, okay, and, and yeah, things, yeah, yeah. and they just kind of run out. Distraction, again, but from- yeah, it is. Okay, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes yeah. was the first in the Killer Tomatoes. Clean franchise. dog? No, 
he didn't appear until Return of the Killer Tomatoes. That's right. That was his, <clears throat> I don't know if it was absolute debut, but it was certainly one of his first Primrose film roles. He has a quite, because I've seen it, he has mm. an incredible mullet in it. Mm. Really, really strong mullet game. Terrible fucking films. I mean, awful. Yeah. Fucking awful. Yeah. Do you remember there was a cartoon? Yeah. Really crazy. Yeah. Tim Roth was Mr. Orange. Yeah. Okay. And I wedged that one in because I don't think there's actually much fruit in that film. But It didn't strike me as a particularly fruity movie, I have to say. But I was watching not long ago, again, just one that I might be watching with my, my boy at some stage because he's, he's heard of it and would like to see it and everything. And it's just so violent again, you know, you, the, the scenes in the back of the car where he's bleeding out and everything and they just all kind of have that Mexican standoff and shoot each other the ear chopping yeah. as they're playing that is it steve wright the <laughs> the radio Stephen team yeah. Wright, yeah steve Wright. <laughs> yeah you know it's definitely him <laughs> late night love machine i got a few from the pod that we've reviewed parasite when an unemployed family become involved in the lives of the wealthy and glamorous and we get another great hit from bong june ho and one of the ways <laughs> they get the staff out of the house is to exploit the housekeeper's peach allergy that's right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Remember? And uh, Tangerine that we watched, that was the the movie about transgender sex workers yeah. that we watched. Filmed on an iPhone. Yeah, filmed on which three was, iPhone 5 was phones. really decent. It was good. And it had Ziggy from The Wire in it. That's right, yeah. Yeah. And what other ones? There were a few that we'd done. Well, James oh. and the Giant Peach, if we, that's like at least a trilogy of Peach films. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pineapple Express. If you remember the narrative mess that we watched, the adventures of Buckaroo Banzai across yeah. the eighth dimension, there's a mid in the middle of the chase, you see you go through Peter Weller's lab and there's a watermelon in a vice and he says, Why is a watermelon in there? And he says, I'll tell you later, and then they never <laughs> they never tell never you mention it again. So yeah. There was that too. What have we got any from the uh yeah, yeah, we interwebs? Do. Um us? Mel has some strong ones and I don't know if any of us have seen this, but I know I haven't. Jude, he does he performs some art. I think he drops strawberries into a tin of paint because there's a gif that she's attached on the Twitterverse. And the film's across the universe. I don't know it. She she thinks it would make a great midweeker, so I feel like we should well, definitely do justice thing. to that. Huh? Is it a Beatles thing? It must be with that title, surely. She's she. Mel says, if you haven't seen this movie, it would make a great midweeker if you like the Beatles. So I think I have. I think I have on. seen this one. Okay. Yeah. And then um, I'd watch it again. She also did the tomatoes. Denethor. Yeah. Eating like a fucking horrible pig, and I hate noisy eaters, mm. Meg. Um, and he's just chowing down on like a like lording it on a plate of food while everyone else fucking dying and yeah. getting ready for war and he's just like and he's eating the tomatoes and they're all like spraying spraying out everywhere yeah. and i said on a on the tweet it reminds me of when my daughter was learning to eat and she would just eat and like that and they would just <laughs> uh, yeah i also had my probably last one i think that i want to mention is the wicker man and the whole drive of the plot is that they have to do this offering because the last year's crop yeah. failed yeah so there we go. Right, so let's put our nominations in. Daniel? I think I'm probably going to go for, for Snow White. It's a good one. Really? Yeah. I'll go for Vanilla Sky. Okay. I'm going to put in Bottle Shock because it's a real good movie and I would like people to check it out if possible. And then one from online. Andy had a load of nominations. What did he put? 
ACDC, yeah, here, Jungle Book, Spinal Tap that you mentioned, Dan. The grapefruit um, in the face. Is that James Cagney? He smashes a grapefruit in his missus' face, having a row. Yeah, the, what's that? That's, it, it's the public enemy. Yes. The movie. Oh, that's a good one. So that's a great shout. How do you feel about grapefruit? You into that? Yeah. Do you know what drink I really like is grapefruit and lemonade. Uh, oh. So instead of, you know, a sportsman special is like orange lemonade. Mm. I like, I like go, like, go in the next level. direction with it. Yeah. So the Britvic, you know, the bottles, huh? two of them. I think it's one of those fruits I'm, I've got a little more into as, citrus. as I've got older. Just give me the citrus, like the sourer the better as well. Yeah. I'll okay. tell you what's fucking pointless, pomegranate. No, it's good. Especially juice form, grenadine. That with lemonade, it's sensational. Big you, buy a, you buy a pomegranate and you throw 90% of it, more, <laughs> 95% of it. You, you put it in water. Spend ages to Put fucking... it in water and it, all the bits float up and then just... Yeah, and I did see... A... It's bullshit. And you're all <laughs> middle class people with kids named Tarquin. <laughs> no, Quentin's eating not pomegranate <laughs> and shaved fucking asparagus and parmesan. Okay. Is it recording? Big time. Wow. That means it's time for us to review this this film you recommended. Do you want to talk about our snack selection first? probably merits yeah well okay i'm gonna go in with the big dog straight off the ones that are the real hit and it's the uh, the sour patch kids Mm. and they are sour flavored this is the fruit selection you can get cola they're not as strong and you can get a watermelon flavored pack it's the fucking worst flavor of sweet ever yeah watermelon i'm this like you are with pomegranate Mm. i as as i am to the watermelon i like a watermelon i don't mind it fuck off what about the the actual fruit though i hate it these are good we doubled down on cadbury's carrot milk buttons this was a uh, other buttons are available they are and we do have the other buttons actually we've got some orange ones and we have a pack of Fox's Cream Crunch Biscuits. You know the ones. They were on offer at Morrison's on the way around here. And what I've discovered is the best way to eat those is if you remove, if you're able to twist and cleanly remove one layer of biscuit, mm. but do that with another biscuit, then you can put those two halves with the cream together. You mm. double down on the cream. Double down on cream filling. And I've mm. seen that happen it's twice sensational. It's- It is sensational. Highly recommended. And Nobody's that, ever eaten one in one whole go, though, have they? Oh, I could do that. No bother. And that segues very, very nicely into mm. this week's movie, which is Red, or R.E.D. Yeah. Dot. <laughs> yeah. It's tricky spelling on that one. And this is easy to confuse, so I'm particularly mentioning that because Johnny Utah mm. blundered. He did a damn and started watching the wrong movie last week. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Hanks. So just be careful with this one. because Unforgettably, Meek did it in the very early days (laughs) of the podcast. Watch the Indian version of Chef. It's amazing. Why don't we have stuff like that? That was good stuff, that. This is is the... So it stands for Retired Extremely Dangerous, and it's Bruce Willis. This is 2010. So that's the one if you want to watch along and then listen to what we think about it. That's the one to look out for. Yeah, this is, I don't know, go on, let, let's start. It's like The Expendables or something, well, I guess. Isn't okay, it? so I know you hate that film. <laughs> so there you, Dan's like cards on the table before we even got going. This right? is not really The Expendables because this no, is Helen Mirren and John Malkovich and <laughs> Brian a, Cox. They're yeah, not really the same uh, as but I know where it is Aging on Dan's... tough guys trying to kick ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, it's right yeah. there in the title. Tired and Extreme Danger. So it starts off, I guess, if I... I watch, So it's, what's happened was, I, sometimes I will, if I get time, and I was off last week, so I was able to watch this early in the week. And my memory is like fucking sieve these days, so yeah. I can't exactly remember the first... But I know why. I can. I know why as well that he can't. Mm. Is because this is one of those films <laughs> that you will forget, like... 30 seconds after the credits roll you'll just think what have i just done but the the bit that is unforgettable is uh, willis's name frank moses frank i think moses. that's a strong name yeah it's a good name strong name and his alarm clock goes off that's, that's right. how it starts right. and it's classic bald bruce and he gets up dressing gown on pads around his house takes out his tablets you know just old man shit works out then calls about his pension yeah and, and it's sarah like, who very answers. like immediately obvious that he's just phoning for a chat yeah it's he makes some sort of they talk about it's not happened uh, no, he's he going an avocado it's because he's because i thought oh that's fruit that's, that's right yeah, yeah true. he's okay. growing an avocado and also we know that's completely impossible as well to grow an avocado cannot cannot be done can by frank but he's a uh, he got the check that he's phoning about and he's sort of defaces yeah. it and says something's not happened as an excuse to get into a conversation with this girl who's far far too young for him and yeah. we we learn that this isn't the first time he's he's called this girl and they their conversation goes beyond work and they start talking about stuff they've been up to or a play that she was in a or, terrible or spy romance novels because she right. kind of dreams of big adventure she asks him if he's ever been to chile and he t you know twinkly eyed bruce yeah yeah decapitated someone and yeah. it's he tells her at one point actually you know what i'm gonna be in kansas city and they decide yeah. to meet up. And I oh, I kind of fall for stuff like this because they've been talking on the phone. And I know you're an old romantic like me, Dan, and they're going to meet up. Did you not immediately um, think, well, that's weird? Yeah, of course I did. Well, <laughs> she's about four years older this, than her. Because yeah. he's a, a retired CIA Black Ops a, as well. assassin. But she yeah. works at we the... We don't know that yet, the Dan. Pen but doesn't she work for the agency's pension? Well, she just so, works at a pension place. Oh, right. I thought it was the CIA's. No, uh, she's an outsider, Dan. Pulled into a web of I thought she had mediocre, like of she <laughs> mediocre action. Yeah. Yeah. And and she she does anyway. She gets pulled into it because all too late, she does meet him and get pulled into danger. Yeah. One night, he can't sleep and he goes downstairs to the kitchen. And as we watch him doing his old man shit, we see <laughs> armed men in the shadows trailing him with sophisticated weaponry like that gun that can look round corners. Eraser. Yeah, so well, I don't one. know if it's Eraser, but the, you know that one where yeah, they, they've got a sight and they can look around it? And anyway, they rush to kick the door in, but he's not there. He's behind them in one of the two doors that those fucking SWAT team really should have been covering <laughs> when he snaps one guy's neck and injects the last guy with some sedative thing he was carrying. And then having dispatched all these guys, he takes a pistol, puts a pan on the stove with a load of bullets in it and uh, smashes a hole in his basement to reveal a stashed cache of stuff. So we suddenly like, all oh, right, he's serious. He's ready this is where go. we're finding yeah. out who he it's is. Jason Bourne, but like 50, yeah. 70 or whatever. Yeah. And then the bullets in the pan start overheating and firing gunshots and the bad guys reveal themselves and they fire endlessly at the house. Absolutely endlessly. Like... And for about so the point still going on now absurdity yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. i i've put in here it's the most bullets i think i've ever seen in a movie it reminded me of the third matrix film with just like endless shell casings hitting the floor incredible it just goes on and on and on like and then he follows it up with a grenade yeah. at the end just to anyway yeah. and they sweep the house and suddenly bruce is there watching one guy with a shotgun in slow-mo 
And there you see the flash in their silhouette because this is based on a, a comic. It's DC Comics. Did we say that? Probably. No, we didn't, but it is. And then Superman and Black Adam turn up. Yeah. <laughs> And they do that sort of firing through walls that they do in video games, which is pretty cool. Anyway, they're no match for Bruce and he takes them all down. Pretty much, yeah. And he then walks out the house. Fortunately, none of the neighbours have woken up or lights are No, no one's like bat an eyelid. No. And he, he's off. He's gone like black again, isn't he? He's gone undercover. He's Well, he's gone to Kansas City to Sarah's apartment. Yeah. That's where he's gone. He, he ends He ends up as she walks in. She's had a shitty day. She's just been on a date. Oh. She's like, can that guy? She hasn't invited him in. And she's sort of moaning about. She, she kind of walks past him, looks at him and carries on going and then reverses back and recognises his voice. And as he's explaining, she's trying not to freak out. But she does. And he ends up kidnapping her yeah. and putting her in the back of the car and driving quite a long distance. And she's just kind of tied up with duct tape over her mouth and he's just telling her oh well you know we'll look back on this and laugh or <laughs> some such <laughs> yeah thing. yeah it's quite quite the heartthrob scene <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's 100 percent abduction yeah and he takes her to a motel, I think, and then ties her up in front of the television and yeah. just let, he allows her to watch the TV while he goes out. He keeps saying stuff like like you were saying, like, oh, you know, I wish we hadn't had to meet like this. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's the, yeah. Next up, we see Carl Urban's William Cooper. He's like planting a crime scene with evidence, I think, isn't he? He looks so weedy when he's not like bearded. Yeah, like Billy Butcher. Yeah. You know, just with a dread like, helmet on. Yeah, it's like a fucking dweeb. He's talking to his wife about his son being bullied, I think, and all this domestic shit. I'll pick up milk. But he's also got a guy that he's staging the suicide of yeah. by hanging, which is pretty weird because it, this guy ends up kind of being the hero of this movie in a way. Yeah. So that is pretty weird how he's introduced. He gets a text to meet someone in 10 minutes and he gets into a limo and his target is Frank. And this is where we find out a bit of his backstory. Like you were saying, a retired analyst for the CIA, but there's probably more. He goes to see Morgan Freeman. Is that Joe? Joe Matheson, yeah. yeah. He's introduced getting a nurse to waggle her ass in front of yeah, the he TV. Just and he pervs on. It's, he's supposed to be lovable rogue rather than sex pest, but... It's a sex pest, I thought. Yeah, and Matheson's there. Yeah, and so basically he Matheson finds out from his old CIA contacts that the team that came to get him was like a South African mercenary team, and they're suspected of killing a reporter, Stephanie Chan, and she had a list as well and all this stuff, right? Yeah, it was all kind of Morgan, to me. Morgan Freeman plays this kind of, I you know, his Morgan Freeman voice, wise, older guy. He's terminally um, ill, isn't he? Yeah. He's terminally You get that quite early. Because he says they're going to come um, for you. He says, well, yeah. fuck so it, I'm going to die we, anyway. We know, yeah, we know that he's he's going to die a hero, isn't he, at some point yeah. soon. He's, uh, he's well, Matheson... It's the way he would have wanted it. Yeah. But, yeah. He also finds out that the hit was sanctioned by the CIA and then an assassin sneaks into his room and we're sort of led to believe that yeah. Matheson has been killed. But, uh, but it hasn't. doesn't happen on screen, so you kind of yeah. think... And Bruce and Cooper have a bit of a like car chase and stuff and it ends with the bit that was in the trailer where as the car is hit, Bruce walks, steps out of it and fires his gun and shoots straight into the thing, but the car's kind of spinning round. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> Look at Dan's face. <laughs> and then they go to New York to follow up on the the story about the reporter and they meet her his her mother the elderly mrs chan and she gives them a postcard and it looks like a phone number 
it's quite a convoluted, convoluted plot, yeah. but it's not. It's a Harvard Library book classification. Which he knows of that straight yeah, away. He knows he it off knows the top it. of his head, yeah. yeah. And then he speaks some Chinese to her to prove he can do that as well. And in the library, this is where they discover the list of names and everybody on the list of names has started to be killed, including somebody called Marvin Boggs. Wade. Wade's brother, yeah. <laughs> but that is Malkovich. Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. Yeah, so they go, it's like the Everglades, isn't it? Yeah. Then they they sort of rock up on this like pontoon and they're walking and he's like, just be careful, you know. And he, it's pretty cool the way he, he like springs up. He's in a up. ghillie suit. He's mm. in this sort of spring-loaded contraption where he just flies up, you know, armed with a crossbow yeah. in this camouflage outfit. And he is, for me, the highlight of the film, and, Malkovich. Oh, he died. Malkovich just, just vibe with absolutely this all, yeah. Yeah. phoned I, this in. Oh, when I say just, highlight, I mean the bar was pretty low. The, yeah. Well, the, let, let's, <laughs> yeah. let's try and... He serviced the subject of CIA mind control and was given daily doses of LSD yeah. for 11 years. Yeah. So, but you'd think that would make him a bit funnier than he is in this. <laughs> he's got a pink elephant that he carries around. Yeah. That, spoiler, yeah, that is really like, easy. Yeah. Like, is obviously a fluffy elephant. Yeah. Uh, yeah and he, then, oh, pig. Yeah. And then later he pulls a fucking rocket launcher out of it. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a bit of a nut job kind of character, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's, he's like the Murdoch yeah of the group exactly and he's paranoid yeah. and there's a helicopter flying around and he gets the number plate of it which becomes important for the next scene when they go and find another name on the list this gabriel singer guy and as they're talking he he mentioned oh that uh, i once flew out to guatemala and i took this guy out there this pencil pushing dickhead and we got we retrieved something and brought it back oh what did you retrieve not what who Oh, now we're looking for somebody else. Could it be Julian McMahon, the character they mentioned a bit earlier? <laughs> anyway, the vice president. And then there's a sh- uh, Gabriel gets sniped from fucking miles away. Yeah, that's right. And then there's a shootout. Out the helicopter. Yeah. In some shipping containers, like Frank comically blows this guy to bits. And then... Yeah, it really does. There was a businesswoman, a sort of middle-aged businesswoman that Malkovich had assaulted at the airport earlier. Like, oh, isn't he paranoid? That's funny when he assaults people. But it turns out she actually was. And she's got a rocket launcher and she fires the rocket launcher at him and Malkovich shoots the fuse out <laughs> Did he not like that bit? Yeah, brilliant. I did like that. It was probably the high point. Dan, I, I'm getting the impression that Dan wasn't a huge fan of, of that. Just that bit. Just that bit with the rocket launcher. Oh, there's a few bits in this, but also it's, the media... That was obvious it was going to happen, though, no? Right, that yeah, she got well, a rock. He waited so long, he's just got to shoot it right yeah. down the middle. It's gonna it just looked quite cool the way it was. It, was, it, it, it did. It was totally I think daft, probably, again. right, the action stuff... <sighs> But then some inventive stuff like this. and the, But then what inventive we haven't probably described stretch. is like the comedy is like punctuated by this sort of weird 90s like Seinfeld type, <laughs> type soundtrack. It's really weird. And all none of the jokes really work. But No, not really. Marvin baseball bats a grenade to some poor yeah. schmo as well. Yeah, anyway, and they escape. Pretty gloriously silly, this scene. I did like that. Mm. They they move they move on then and Richard Dreyfus becomes involved. Yeah, I well, like this. not I yeah, not yet. Dreyfus, however you pronounce his name. No, because before Dreyfus, we get fucking Logan Roy from Succession, Brian Cox yeah, as yeah. the Russian ambassador, the love of Helen Mirren's life that we'll meet later as well. Oh, of course, yeah. So he he helps them break into the CIA. Easily done. Yeah. Mm. And ever then he has a big ruckus he's, with he's um, Ivan, Cooper. isn't he? Because yeah. he's Russian. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Ivan. Yeah, and his brother was. It was the only other one. Was it Igor or something? I can't. Remember. Yeah, Igor. 
His cousin was Igor the Butcher, who Frank once killed. And they go undercover, and there's a weird scene where the retina scan thing and she just goes on the floor pretending to look looking for a contact it's lens like a blowjob joke yeah exactly yeah, it's yeah. really weird all, all the time and the, she has to pretend to be called Shaniqua yeah wow and all the time she's with him because she feels her life safer with him he's yeah. convinced her of that yeah yeah there's that's what it says here the Seinfeld music kicks in and tells you how funny the scene is <laughs> which I always love that in a movie Ernest and Borgnine they meet Ernest Borgnine yeah who I was convinced must have been dead because it seemed like he was old when he was in Bonanza and stuff. Yeah. But no, he was still going strong at this he point. He was old in Airwolf. Yeah. And, and we had already had the scene where they don't say it, but Joe's dead. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've had Lord, that, yeah. I mean, again, he's about to come back into the well, movie. Of course, actually. he is. Yeah. I mean, it's, nobody believed he was dead. <laughs> Who were they thinking? They were falling. It was. It was terrible. They they have the fight. So Cooper and Cooper, which is Carl Urban's character, and Frank Moses end up having a fight in the CIA building after he's been yeah. to see Borgnine and got the file. And they do that thing that they do in movies where they clearly imply that one guy has broken another guy's arm. Like yeah. he's got it in a lock or something and yeah. he, there's some noise. move and yeah. you hear like, yeah. like that and you're like, well, he's, that means he's broken his arm. And then he walks off and he's like, oh, oh, that was a bit, <laughs> yeah. a bit painful when he like, clicked my bones out of place. And then Matheson gets them. That's in the in an ambulance, I think. Matheson rescues him. That's like, right. Hi, yeah, I'm does. Morgan Freeman. I wasn't dead after all. That's um, right. Joe, are oh, you son of a bitch, Joe? Are you still alive? And they and- patch him up and go to see... Victoria Helen Mirren who's got a massive gun and she's the one that that's kind of the heavy artillery and they devise a plan how they're gonna take down the vice president who is now we haven't got to that yet the, it, we still gotta go meet Richard Dreyfus, and pre- Morgan Freeman has to oh pretend he's like the yeah. tin pot di- head of a dictatorship and it's not a complicated plot I'm just he looks like be, he's wearing an, an outfit from the Sgt Pepper album yeah yeah yeah, he does. I think he is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ringo's one, I think. He, yeah, he, he's dressed as a, a kind of African warlord, I guess, who yeah. goes to see Dreyfus as a make a deal to get into the house. Dreyfus and they has take got him this, prisoner. He's got yeah, exactly. He's got this thing where he's got like a secret room in his house that's like completely bug proof and swept daily and all that thing. And so, and he knows the FBI are outside, so he plays a, a sort of vinyl recording of him giving a, a lecture which skips why doesn't he use why well, does he digital. use vinyl yeah it's an audiophile yeah yeah i guess i guess but that, it's that, that it's that he's got his own vinyl pressing equipment yeah to yeah. record his own 300 grand yeah which it was knows? two it was 225 grand when i last inquired about vinyl pressing equipment it's mm. a lot mm. it's a lot of money but i suppose for a guy like him it, you know is nothing peanuts. It's chump change. Anyway, they, he, this is where we find out the big reveal from. Is his Dunning? Is that his name? Whatever this guy Dreyfus's character. He's like, oh, I was the nerdy pencil pusher, and we went out there to go and get Julian McMahon, the vice president. He went ape shit and killed. This is the story. The vice president went ape shit and killed everybody in mm. a Guatemalan village, and then they had to get him out. That's the story. That that's the story. And now he's running to be president. Mm. And and so Bruce needs to if he's a true patriot then he needs to be able to respond to that and make sure it never happens yeah. so he gets his team together joe ivan ellen mirren 
Yeah. They at some point Sarah gets abducted and so that's also Oh, happening. they've got her as as change. <laughs> yep. That's been taken. Do you know how that happened, side? Oh, I can't remember. No. Hey, do you know what? This wasn't a great movie, was it? Well, just to wrap up what happens, Helen Mirren gets shot. She yeah. fires the most enormous machine gun. If you're a fan of seeing like a, a sort of stage and cinema legend in a ma- in a stunning white dress firing a huge She wanted to wear gun. that dress to the Oscars. Well, she looked she incredible, so really. She and did. she's firing the biggest machine, one of the biggest machine guns I've ever I mean, seen. What a cast this this film's got. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's really. If there's not, you're dead inside if you can't four in Oscar, some way enjoy winners. that. Yeah. Four I mean, that Oscar is winners. a kind of um, niche thing of women shooting guns, isn't it? That people mm. get her into that. No, I don't just mean, I just mean because of who she is. I don't know yeah, with you, that, but, that, but, that, but separately. Nice that is a, well, well yeah. she's shot in the gut and there's a, the blood stain appears on a and she white does, dress. Yeah, and she, it, she does the, I'm, I'll just slow you down. Like, yeah, Michael's I'll like, just yeah, slow you later. down. Go, yeah. go, you, you've got to go. And, and they they let her go. <laughs> Ivan then turns up on the other side of the door with the key to able to let her in or a knife. He uses knife mm. and... And the next day, she's chipper. She's, yeah, she's, yeah, she's absolutely right. fine. Walked it off. Um, yeah, she's just sending the dress out. You know, the the plot is sort of coming to a its climax, if you like. So we've got this whole big swish do, and this is where it all goes down. I think they even have that trope of the fight that, that ends up happening goes through like the kitchen of the. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, uh, outside, Marvin runs at the president with a suicide vest on. That was, you know, you were supposed to enjoy that. And eventually they go to that power station slash abandoned warehouse that's been in literally like every movie, Robocop. Exactly. They've got that name Robocop. It's yeah. my first one. And there's a swap deal proposed for Sarah who was abducted and blah, blah, blah. And then a white limo turns up with some huge guy in a machine gun who then gets sniped. Frank negotiates for Sarah, his life for hers. He confesses he tore up all the pension checks so he could talk to her, and she says she knew. What a lovely moment of romantic something. And then it basically the big reveal is that Dunning was the mastermind all along. Richard Dreyfus. Did anybody care at this point? No, Dunning, Dunning I was, was the I mastermind. I was kind of willing it to end. I yeah. say. Julian but, McMahon, who I think might be a piece of shit in real life. I don't know if we've done the... Is it Vince's the, daughter? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> Julian McMahon, he, the vice president, isn't actually, he's sort of a piece of shit, but he's in betrothed to the whole guy. Dunning's been orchestrating it the whole time, and then Malkovich callously kills him. But yeah, I mean, Frank Moses just goes crazy one last time, doesn't mm-hmm. he? And he manages with a, I don't know, a toothpick or something to take everyone down. Then they drive off. Yeah. And they passionately snog. Yep. I, I don't know what this says about me, but I really didn't like that. I'm just like, he's too old for you. It's weird. It's weird. <laughs> and yeah. they just watch, like, Malkovich just watches them while they're properly tonguing each other. Yeah. And Malkovich yeah. just stares at them like some old perv. And I was like, I don't like this. I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. And, and, and uh, he's Stockholm syndromed her yeah, into loving it. 100%. Yeah. 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 So anyway, this and was then, like completely toxic relationship. Like, she should be out of there. Yeah. It's bad yeah, news. She's. And then we get like a sort of few months later type thing where it's like Ivan mentions a small nuclear problem in Moldova and they tease a sequel that they did actually fucking make. And then the final (laughs) scene shows Frank wheeling Malkovich, who's dressed as a woman, carrying a nuclear bomb in his lap somewhere in the fields in a wheelbarrow. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're getting shot at by by about a thousand people who are probably... (sighs) 
20 yards behind them yeah and no one hits them that's right yeah did you know they'd done a sequel down are you, yeah are you excited about I, that i honestly this is just the absolute shite i hate this is just hollywood <laughs> saying we're just gonna throw all these people at you it doesn't matter what you'll just eat it up it did have a bit of that <laughs> about it you'll eat it up you'll enjoy it and then we'll do it again because you love it and we'll just make loads of money a bit about like made money but well, it was yeah, the budget fucking... for it was 58 mil and it's all gone on the the ensemble because yeah. there's, nothing's been spent on the fucking nothing. script and, like that. and it made 200 mil so yes fucking 200 million yeah yeah 200. I mean no wonder they've made another one and it's absolute drivel it's, it's kind it. of fun to see it. these no. people it's all been done better I mean you just wish, I mean, yeah it's you, good to see these people you just wish they were in something better <laughs> you know you just wish right. that they were doing something it's, more there's interesting. a couple of scenes like when he steps out of the car and you're like it's preposterous but it's also cool it looks cool yeah and the shooting the the, the rpg was cool as well it's, but generally speaking like they were the the highlights i did kind of get a kick out of magma but probably because everything else was so dull no yeah. storytelling is anti i didn't like malkovich the comedy is pretty fucking dreadful malkovich but- just phone this one he was barely there he i just found like the there. whole relationship right from the get-go of her and bruce willis just like put me off i was like don't like this yeah it's a bit creepy you're right and it it just like i nominated knowing that it would probably wouldn't it wasn't going to be a great movie but it might be it would be fun it just yeah, wasn't yeah. even that fun and it was just kind it of was yeah. insulting really it, it was, was just, just it was like you were watching the tail end of everyone's career just like falling yeah, off a cliff it was just like, like oh, oh we're gonna take depressing. your money you're just gonna want to watch us put it all together it's a bullshit story nobody really believes in and it's sad now knowing and we're gonna go and do it and we're gonna go and do another one yeah i mean they can all do better than this they can all do better films than this well they all have done that's the that's the crime you know have i got any interesting trivia for you not really i'm pretty charitable i would say i gave pretty favorable reviews to things like gi joe snake eye origins and hellboy and some other like you know things that other people consider to be garbage but this you have to reach i think the comedy is so bad yeah, it's not great. I mean, all I could say is there's those like couple of bits where the action yeah. sort of entertained me for a little while. All I would say is like, I would, I'd be hard pressed to recommend this to anyone. Really, it's long as well. It's way too long. It's two yeah. hours. It should be a ninety minute movie at best. Like you know, it's just just too much. It's too much padding. There was about fifteen minutes, I reckon, if you <laughs> condense that two hours down to to something, you go, oh, that was some good. You know, good oh, scene or I consider that a fairly worthwhile return on investment. To be fair, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think the stuff that I was talking about was fifteen minutes worth. Yeah, <laughs> it was like no a minute. <laughs> but yeah, let's just call it a charitable misfire. Mm. Should we watch the sequel? No. Huzzah! You finally watched the kids' content. Yeah. Well, you caught me watching it as you, you were watching it in. when I got here. Yeah. yeah. And first thing that struck me actually was the animation style. Really like that kind of. Did um, the cast? The cast just when the names came up, I was like, "What? <laughs> I can't believe it!" You got Michael Douglas, Adam Devine, Eddie Izzard, Keenan Keenan Michael Key, Diane Keaton, Diane Jeffrey Keaton. Wright, Jeffrey Wright, yeah, um, John Turturro and tracy morgan some other people rob paulson wasn't that meatloaf's character in yeah. fight club and also that horrible piece of shit ellen degeneres her name flashed she's up. she's a producer she's the producer of it yeah so yeah strong cast and i think the first voice you hear is michael douglas i don't really get all that because I, like 
I'm not thinking about who's doing the voice when I'm watching the thing. You know, it's different if it's live action, you see them. Subliminal really though sometimes, isn't it? Who's just doing the voice. you're used to those voices. Like I'm um, supposed to be like blown away just because it's someone famous reading the stuff out. I don't care. I just do it well. You know, it not make any difference to me. Anyway, we're, we're thrown straight into the world of Dr. Zeus and it very authentic looking. You know, it's exactly yeah. how I thought it might look. You know, yeah. it's all the art from the books. It's recreated in this uh, well, we went into season one, episode one. Yeah, but it does actually slightly subvert it because, like mm. you say, it does start with that very typical Dr. Zeus rhyming, yeah. the style that you know, and the intro music and that fabulous cast that we were talking about. Intro music was horrendous. Did you did you recall that? Vaguely. Yeah. But then it kind of morphs into something a bit more sort of self-aware, doesn't it? Just for a minute, as our protagonist who's surfing a kite is then suddenly dressed as a ninja. It's not quite what you're expecting. Yeah. And then it kind of sounds like the narrator is almost ad-libbing as well. He's right. trying to break into a zoo. Yeah. And steal an animal. Do you remember what That's it was? Right. A, no. A good Chikaraf, isn't it? Yeah, it's a it's like we like a portmanteau here, don't we? Mm. And yeah, it was a it was a sort of hybrid animal. Yeah. That he chucks in a suitcase, a briefcase. Yeah. It's Glerfsburg Zoo, isn't it? Glerfsburg. Yeah, yeah, and it it's Sam I Am. Sam I Am does the, the thievery. Yeah. And Guy Am I, that's Michael Douglas's character. He's a struggling inventor. Yes. He's, he's going a- to Snursco, where he's <laughs> registering for the meeting of a lifetime. Everyone's got these incredible inventions yeah. that they're putting on display for whomever it is and he's got like an anti-umbrella that rains on the inside (laughs) a tree stump derouter an automatic finger crosser yeah that was a good one and he's just like oh shit you know he's he's really like put upon he's like oh no everyone's better than mine and he's just like waiting he's last to get called and so very two like polar opposites these two characters and he has to go and talk to the bean counters and pencil pushers, and they are literally counting beans and pushing pencils. Yeah, like that guy's just rolling the, the pen back. Yeah. How do the two things meet up? Oh, Sam I Am is, he's like, they go to a diner, don't they? Yeah. It's a, well, it's a case of misplaced bag, isn't mm. it? It's a classic thing. Yeah. We've and seen he grabs it. the wrong suitcase because they're both, you know, oh, he says they're briefcase buddies. That's right. And he tries to explain that, you know, it's a really common briefcase, but he's not having it. It means they're best friends for life. Well, Well, this is where Sam orders green eggs and ham. I mean, you know, and they do bring out some green eggs and some green ham. What makes it green? Just that that universe, it's green. Is it it a special preparation? Were you a fan of the Dr. Seuss literature as a child? I like the cartoons when they would come on not they didn't really have the books or anything i remember uh, having the books about and and kind of reading them but not being that blown away by any of it but i like the cartoons i like they they were very creative and and yeah. just the way i they don't like any of the words. live action thing like the jim carrey stuff i don't know like no i never got on with with any of that i no. think this is a bit of a return to form for for dr zeus world well even honest. though you can't remember it and you watched it an hour ago yeah <laughs> well i can't remember what they were saying going for it was, i was I had one eye on it, to be honest. It's, it's part preparing. of a, it seems to be part of a much longer story because really yeah, there's it, only, you know, at the end of the reveal is that you had the off in the briefcase. Yeah, he, and- Guy M.I. opens the briefcase slash suitcase thing at home and the huge like animal thing comes out. And, yeah. You know, like, it's a bit of a cliffhanger because you don't know exactly. if you're going to get mauled to death or Yeah, or And it going. stops, so it's going to run on. So what all. else is, you know, Sam could be lying about loads of stuff, that little shit. Yeah. I, I think Probably this is... is the kind of thing I will watch again with my daughter and I'll watch that first episode again from her because it is one of those 
cartoons that is going to carry on and going to tell a story through the the seasons i i'm assuming so maybe i'll it's it well, will... there's two seasons of it there's 24 episodes i yeah i watched it on my own and i did i have to admit i did only nominate it purely because it had a color in the title so mm. we've kind of morphed from fruit into color so we had red and now we had green so that was why i picked it but as soon as it came on i was kind of struck by actually this looks not not so bad it looks fairly decent i could imagine getting into it and then I, what i was struck by when i was doing a bit of reading around it it's the most expensive animated series six million Vo- voice actors voice actors must six be. million per episode wow. wow it does look good though it it's, does look good but i would it doesn't look like the visually like something no, that's cost that much it's purely it just to get those names yeah. on the, the on names the are incredible i don't know maybe other episodes have got other famous people diane keaton you know crazy yeah i mean there was, there was more they people they that came to in 24 episodes Michael I think there's 12, 12 per season. Yeah. I just think that's a lot. That's a fucking lot of money. Mm. So the first series cost 78 million in total to, to do. I'm not a big fan of Dr. Zeus, really. It weird is a lot of it. And yeah. um, the rhyming, you know, you can't trust somebody rhymes like that all the time. Can't. Rappers? Yeah. Can't trust rappers. <laughs> no. But no, I was, I was pleasantly surprised by this. I have to say, I did think it was, it was, my hopes weren't high. I, th- I thought, oh God, you know, this could be a fucking well, disaster. I, I had it on. I was watching it late again. I was just setting things up in here. Right at the beginning, it really caught my attention just because it was, I hadn't gone in knowing much about it either. It yeah. was just the title, put it in there. So seeing all those names attached to it and then watching the beginnings of it, I I've thought, right, this is something I'm going to watch again. It's straight away piqued my interest enough to think well i need more time to to concentrate on this and i watched right towards the end again so i missed a bit in the middle but it's it, it finished it finished on a on a cliffhanger which mm-hmm. i really like in in cartoons rather than just finishing i like the fact that there would be a series to watch because theodore geisel is dr zeus's real name is it right, okay. Sli- slipped on a weasel Wow, it does, you know, obviously have a lot of parallels with Clockwork Orange as it happens because yeah. Sam I Am is the supposed hero of the story, but he commits fraud, he steals, he forces his friend Guy Am I to lie to his friends. Mm-hmm. You know, and Alex, you know, is a, yeah. a murderous, rapist, thieving thug. It's the same. It's this. It's almost identical in many ways. Yeah, I like that side. Yeah, good. So it did tie in quite nicely. That's like brings. that's what we do i would recommend this yeah me too i i'm gonna get into this i i think this is definitely not the last episode i've seen of this ah you both lost your minds i mean yeah it was okay but you're never gonna watch another episode of this surely i mean i would i would watch it if my daughter watched it i would be happy for something else other than fucking yeah dragon i'm not not saying i'm putting it on on my own for kicks yeah but Certainly, if I'm looking for something with my daughter, then I go, look, check We've this probably out. got half an hour when Pod finishes. Yeah. We could put an episode on. I could do the second episode, see what <laughs> happened off that cliffhanger. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's almost wrapping up a, another week. Yeah. We've had some noms in. Pete. We have. So first of all, who, who knows when we're going to see Howie again? He is stuck in a like endless loop of parental responsibilities and we do this on a monday and he's just it's real difficult one so hopefully we'll be able to do something to get howie on board at some point but p 
Peter Andre will be back, I think, next week from his illegal, quite frankly, illegal holiday where he's taken his kids out of school unauthorized. Has he? Yes. Has he? Imagine oh, that, Dan. Imagine, imagine someone doing that, Dan. <laughs> yeah, but he's been to that cultural hotspot of Florida. Specifically, he's visited, I don't know if he actually visited Disney World, but he's certainly in that neck of the woods. So we're going to do a bit of a Disney thing. We're going to do for our midweeker, what is it called? Swiss Family Robinson, mm. which that's that's as it stands now. If we may, that, that's subject to change. Could, could be tweaked. We could be tweaked. But... but the main feature is going to be Lightyear. Yeah. We're going to do top five Disney moments, which I think we did something similar. I think we did top five Disney characters okay. back in the day. That was like oh, episode Disney two. princesses, maybe. I think we did maybe something like that. Yeah. We did do that. Yeah. That was probably it. When we went to see Frozen 2 and I fell asleep. And then the kids thing is Steamboat Willie, which I think is the first Mickey Mouse thing. Yeah, I like that. Um, So all kinds of Disney stuff going on. a strong week. I remember Swiss Family Robinson. (laughs) (laughs) Steamboat Steamboat Willie, you would have been about 20, 30. (laughs) Too old for that when that came out. Right, well, on that bombshell, all that remains is to say Sidey signing out. Greg's out. Dan's gone. (laughs) 